thank you for being here everyone thank you i'm really excited to get into this workshop with you thank you for being here okay okay we'll get um Lordia, press the magic button. Thank you. Oh God, my poor feet have been eaten alive here. Eaten alive. Okay, so welcome everyone. Welcome to Trauma Bonding. So let's begin. Okay, so here, um, our first image that we've got, I'm just letting someone else in. We've got, um, when we're in a trauma bond, there's always somebody who is enabling another whether we're both enabling each other or there's someone actually who is toxic and we are enabling them so when we get into these relationships where we become codependent and we enable no one in the relationship is better than the other where we're both meeting we're both getting our subconscious needs met so we'll go on to the next one Codependency is when we can't survive without somebody else. So it's sort of like we all have people in our life that we rely on. And so we should. And we should all be in a state of receiving. We should all be in our feminine. It's not like I'm doing everything on my own. That's not what we're saying as in the opposite of codependency. Codependency is that we actually need something from another person. So we'll go into this more. You're ready. Okay. So what happens through this is we have um it's like a positive reinforcement. So it's sort of like when something happens for us that is negative and then we move into something positive, we get a sort of feeling from the negative thing, which is a good thing. Just let them in. So we sort of have this um, negative thing that impacts us. So say for instance, it was someone that was, um, that was constantly rejecting us. So this is a negative feeling that we have. But then this one day, they feel great. And all of a sudden, they love us. Like, and they're, they're showering us with this love, which is a positive reinforcement. And later through this workshop, we are actually going to go into the different um, chemicals that are released in our brain and what happens in that process and why it's something that we can get addicted to. So the disassociation is when we end up to be in a relationship and we sort of disassociate from our emotions and the other person um, to be able to get through the pain. And a lot of us have lived a lot of our life disassociated and numb from our soul and our heart. This disassociation happens to us when we've had to create a separate self inside of us to be able to move through the pain that we are feeling inside. So it's very natural for us to disassociate and it's about us getting back home to ourselves to our core feelings and how we feel 
So move on to the next one. We've done the positive reinforcement, so we'll just go on to the next. Okay, so here we've got eight signs in that we are experiencing a trauma bond. So the other person is outwardly charming. So we're never going to get into a relationship with someone who's toxic, who's mean to us the second we meet us. It doesn't happen. It's, it's not to say that this trauma bond is, you know, toxic from day one. This happens over time. Once we've had a lot of these um, positive reinforcements and it's become an addiction to us, it's not like we get there five, ten years down the line and we're like, why didn't I see this? Because it wasn't like that in the beginning. It didn't used to be like that. It's about us being aware of how we're feeling and the emotions that we've felt throughout and the things that we are disassociating from. So they are emotionally unpredictable. So one day they could shower you with love and the next day they could be telling you, oh, you need to start doing this, this and that because you're this and because you're that. So you don't really ever know. You don't feel emotionally safe, which then puts our nervous system into high alert, which then puts us into our masculine energy, which moves us into a state of control because it doesn't feel safe and the environment is unpredictable. There's no like clear leadership, clear direction. That isn't there. So what happens is we then move into our masculine and we then create it. We then create this safety to survive in ourselves because we need to feel safe inside. So someone can have a problem and it's your fault. It's always your fault. It's never their fault. It's never, you know, I could have done this or I could have done that. Um, so isolate from loved ones. So this isn't something that is doesn't need to be massively common as if like isolate you from your family or whatever but it sort of make you feel bad for going and doing things with other people without them like not creating a separation and a set and they're like a, a your own identity in the relationship and this is to do with them feeling like they need all of your attention they need all of your attention and they're because they're controlling them, these other aspects, their emotional um, unpredictability and other things, they sort of then find that if you're making your own way and doing your own things, they're losing control. And this can be, you know, from a real state of abandonment and a state of love as well. This can be from something that's really deep within you, in them, sorry. this It doesn't need to be, oh, do you know, they're just mean or they're doing it because of this. It could be, they just don't want to lose you, but... In reality, it's not that they don't want to lose you when this is a hard pill to swallow. It's not even about you. It's got nothing to do with you. And if we're ever around that type of controlling nature, it's never anything to do with us because if it was someone else, they'd be the same. It's about them having control over the situation to make themselves feel safe. But when we've needed to feel love and needed to feel seen from a million things that have happened in our life, we can, we can mistake that for love. Oh, they just want me with them all the time. Or they just, because if we haven't had that before, it's a nice feeling, isn't it? When someone wants us, someone wants to be around us. So there's so many different ways of, of how we can see things and look at things. And it's being gentle throughout these processes and understanding that we wasn't meant to know this at the time. This is things to take note of now in order to understand what we're in, which is, is difficult because majority of relationships are trauma ones because who is all fully healed in the world? No one. 
<laughs> do you know what I mean? And it's like normalising this, that we've all got our stuff and different things crop up for us all the time. And it's being able to meet the person in the relationship to be able to be authentic, open, speak our needs, be aware of what's going on and being with someone else who's also aware of what's going on so that you can move through together. Sometimes that doesn't happen. Sometimes it's only one person growing. And we are basically mistaken love, mistaken trauma for love because we are actually getting our own subconscious needs met here as well. Um, so you can deny or minimize their behavior. So you start like um, so saying, oh, it wasn't that bad, or it wasn't that bad, or Becky down the road started does this. So I'm I I'm lucky. I'm lucky that I only get X, Y, and Z because you should see what she gets. Like that's not okay. If you see me moving the camera, I'm just moving these bugs out the way. Um that like that's not okay it's not because we shouldn't be comparing our relationships to somebody else's who's worse compare it to someone who's just who's better because we do that then to stay in the relationship to make ourselves feel better that we don't have to take the action on working through things whereas if we compared it to someone who was better then we'd know that there's action that we need to take and there's things that we need to do and and you know we can all work through anything as long as we've got two people that want to grow but ultimately we all have soul contracts in this life and we all, everyone is our teacher. Every relationship is an assignment. We learn from every single person we meet, the person at the shop, romantic partners, friends, people we work with. There's no mistakes and everyone comes into our life for a reason. And like in my case, I was in a 10 year trauma bond and that's why I know the trauma bond from the, like the back of my hand. For me, um, as soon as I learned what I needed to learn, that person vanished out my life. I never seen them again. I was in a ten-year relationship with them, completely out my field, completely out my awareness, just gone, just gone, like that. Never seen, heard, not ever again, because the contract had ended. The thing that needed to be done had been done, and a lot of us don't let go when the contract ended. And it's a very, it's a very non-attached way to look at things, and it's not easy by no means for me that trauma bond put me into a dark night of the soul at the end of it because I was getting my needs met through that trauma bond even though it was toxic so when that ended I went into the darkest place I'd ever been in my life so please don't think that I'm saying that oh just let go just let go it's not it's hard like there's addictions and we're going to get into like the chemicals that are released into our brain and yeah how how it makes us feel and how why it's not easy to let go you know just being gentle with ourselves and working on our awareness to understand what is actually going on um yet you can constantly make excuses for them um you becoming more and more emotionally numb so when we've had this pain as we discussed before about the disassociation we just it's that like (laughs) you do what they're doing and then you go i'm not even asked anymore can't even be doing we're even talking to you about this again doing my head in, like talking to a brick wall like we just become numb to it because we've felt it that many times that we start to accept it we start to see it as the norm it's totally not normal like it's not normal it's not normal but we start to see it that way because it's it's a pattern that reoccurs in our life <clears throat> you hide aspects of your relationship 
um, from others. So if a certain thing happened, like if you're hiding something that's going on within your relationship. Um, and I know that we don't need to tell everyone everything, but I mean, you know, if you find yourself lying or you've got a certain close friend that you trust or a family member or whatever, and you see yourself lying, just 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 cotton on to what you're doing. Just cotton on to like, what am I lying about? Because if, if you're lying about something you you know in your heart, it's not okay. You know it's not okay. Otherwise, you wouldn't lie about it. You wouldn't be hiding it from other people. If if you thought it was okay. So that's a clear in, insight to know that's when we don't feel like it's okay. So before we move on to the next one, I just wanted to ask, has anybody got any questions? So far. Make sure you're noting them other ones, you know, like the dissociation and stuff and the codependency and work through little things for yourself and little signs that you can that you can just keep up with. Make notes of. Okay, we'll move on to the next one. Okay. Sorry. Sorry, gang. Like, look at this. Can you say? What comes with this is constant getting eaten alive. And I mean, my legs feel like the elephant man. Swelled. And I see them crawling around me and I'm like, <laughs> so yeah, when we've got trauma bonds and authentic connection. So if we have that tendency that we become Bob the Builder in the relationships, you know, we're going to make them into this. We can also um, fall in love with um, with potential. But they could be this and they could be that. Yeah, but they're not. Like, it's what they are right now in this moment is what it is. And that's something that we all need to take account for is asking ourselves, what is the situation and what are we romanticising the situation to be? Because everything can be a lot of things, can't it? It's all very nice. It's all very nice, the thought of it. But the facts are, what it is now is what it is. And it's coming to the acceptance of that. If it, if it is what it is right now, is that what you want? Not what it could be, not what romanticising. What it is right now, is that what you want? So we can be rescuer, rescuer um, enabling and saving each other. So it's sort of like we've all had times in our life where we've needed someone to save us. You know, maybe it's through um, we've had a broken heart or we've had abandonment wounds. Maybe we've had nowhere to live. You know, like this is all things that we all face that not none of us talk about. These are this is like real things that happen all the time and we end up in certain places and situations to get needs met. So there's there's many ways for us to get needs met subconsciously. So say for instance, I'm gonna go and rescue someone that makes me feel dead worthy because I can help them. So that's filling my own subconscious needs. What about someone coming in whole and me being whole? Am I worthy? Am I worthy as I am? Or do I need to do something to earn love? Because that's what we've been taught as children, that we earn love. Love is free. We have to do something. We have to be something in order to get this love. Um, 
So we have a fear of abandonment. So that can come across in, in a dismissive avoidant attachment style and an anxiously attached attachment style. So messaging all the time or personalizing things or where are you or what are you doing? The avoidance is just where we feel like we're constantly being suffocated. We sort of go into like this avoidance attachment style where we push away. We feel completely suffocated in the environment. And these are both signs of, of our abandonment wounds. Um, we can betray ourselves and our needs in order to be chosen. So I don't want to do this today, but I'm going to do it because I know you want me to do it. And in the process of this, I'm actually hurting myself. So obviously we have compromised, all relationships have compromised, and we all need to do things sometimes that, you know, we don't want to do. But if it's going against our authentic self or it harms us, then that's a sign that we're betraying ourselves in order to gain love from someone else. Think of it as a child. You go down to your aunts or your uncles or whatever, and your mum says, like, or your dad or whatever, be on your best behaviour, don't be showing us up here. Make sure you've got that dress on. Come here, let me fix your face. Don't want them thinking that we're scruffs. All this is not letting us be who we are, just who we are. So we were taught that our authentic selves isn't enough. And that's why we all walk around with multiple masks on. Whether we're consciously aware or we're not, we change ourselves in different environments to be liked. Because that's what we've been taught that we have to do. We were taught that how we look and how people perceive us is way more important than how we feel. How we feel doesn't matter. So what do we do in our adult life? We carry on the act and we carry on the show because it's what we've been taught. And it's just gathering awareness of, of this is what's happening in our life. Um, so um, trauma bonds can keep score, uses intimate um, knowledge against each other. So you feel like you're not safe in the things that you share and like they're going to bring it up next time there's a fight as well. Um, when we're in trauma bonds, we can end up with addictions um, because we're not being able to um, escape these feelings that we're feeling. And a trauma bond is actually reliving a trauma. So you're actually reliving something that you've already lived before. And we end up in these cycles because our brain loves familiarity. So it naturally gravitates to places, people and things that will bring up our old wounds because that's the only way for us to heal. So when we're feeling what we feel in these trauma bonds, and these can be co-workers, these can be friends, you know, this doesn't have to be like a romantic partner. It's, it's just relationships as a whole. And when we are um, feeling these things, we're not actually feeling just that thing. We're feeling the thing of the original source of the pain so we can find that this feels so painful and someone else on the outset would look at it and be like it's not that bad he only said that or she only said that yeah but we've already been stabbed in the heart by that same thing over and over and over and it's absolute excruciating pain when we feel it that's when we know that it's a trauma that's being relived and relived and relived when we step back and we ask ourselves like if someone else felt this would they think that but to us, it's the most painful thing ever. And that's why these triggers run so deep and they're painful. They're painful. In an authentic connection, we're learning and uh, witnessing each other and we're evolving together. We both know that we're, we're on a journey. We both know that we've got things to do, but we're actually not blaming each other for, the, for, the, for each thing. We're actually witnessing and being an observer of each other's journey and doing it together. So partners work to create safety with each other. So in 
our society. That's not the case. It's it's sort of a safety is seen within our society and modern day dating is it's um people like to play hard to get and people with an insecure attachment style like people who don't want them. Like if if our attachment style isn't secure, we can go in a room with 10 people and we'll pick the fucking one who we're not sure likes us. When everyone else loves us, you know, like reliving these things over and over. So in an authentic relationship, we work together to create safety. So our ego sort of drops down and we don't mind if the other gets one over or they win because we know that's not a thing anyway. It's just uh, our ego playing, keeping us in our ego rather than our authentic selves. Whereas in an authentic partnership, we our primary concern is safety. Nothing else matters what the other person thinks. Nothing else matters. It's just, do you feel safe? Because we all know that our inner child living within us all and we all have these deep-rooted fears. We all have these times that we've been hurt and all all of us ever want is just to be seen, held and acknowledged for who we really are. None of us really want any more than that. So knowing that we feel safe in our environment to be that authentic self is how we're able to blossom. We're able to open up to connections like we never have before. We're able to be intimate in connections like we've never been able to before because we feel safe. We, we gain our um, sensuality back, like loving ourselves in our own body because we're being allowed to be who we are. This is everything. If we don't feel safe, it's game over. Because safety is what opens up everything else. If we're being judged for who we are, we don't feel like we can say what we want to say. That's the first thing that we need to work through because ultimately, basically pretending to be someone else because we don't feel safe to be who we are. We honour our own needs and um, and limits and each other's. So in our authentic connections, I don't want to go there that day. I don't want to go because it's not really the vibe that I'm into. I'd love to spend time with you another time, but I just don't really want to go in that place. That's honoured. Not what the fuck are you talking about? Get in the car. Going on with all this. You know, like, these are our mates. Me and our mates for 10 years. Like, this is the type of thing that, that can occur. Like, our needs are just not honoured. They're not seen and we're not heard. It's sort of a judgment that we're feeling the way we're feeling, which teaches us that we're not allowed to feel what we feel and it invalidates us. So really being honoured, um, our own needs being honoured is something deep that we all desire. You know, if that's what you need, no problem. That's what you need to make you feel good. Let's do that. Like, imagine everyone done that, how safe we'd all feel inside our own bodies and us doing that to others as well, not taking what they want to do personally, honouring their needs. You know, it's vice versa, isn't it? Um, curiosity, acceptance, ability to hold space for each other. So again, yeah, allowing ourselves to go through our thing, not personalise it and not sort of run away from it either just holding space for the other feel person to feel what they're feeling without creating judgment so it's not about us and it's not creating a judgment of why they're feeling it and we're not even helping them we're not trying to rescue them we're not trying to fix them or coach them into feeling better we're just holding space and acknowledging how they feel how many times was you told not to cry when we were little 
How many times was we told that we can't feel what we're feeling? This plays out with all of us now as adults, and it's just letting people and us feel what we want to feel. Predictability, security, peacefulness. Okay, so predictability and security and peacefulness. A lot of us have grown up in dynamics that didn't feel that way. And um, peaceful can feel boring to a lot of us and toxicity can feel exciting to a lot of us. And it's about stepping back and not going with that first thought and asking us what it is that we're feeling and why we're feeling it. So when we have predictability in a relationship, it creates stability. Let's talk about the masculine and feminine energy. So within the masculine energy, a man is there to provide. He's there to be present. He's there to give direction. He's there to give clarity. He's there to give safety. And this is not like old school, like feminine type of thing. Feminine with the, the row men between women was all just put on for us to fall in line with the bigger picture of what was going on. Um, it saved this system better for men to be against women. And we lost this, even this um, this healthy polarity within relationships through that. Women started competing against men when actually us women have got our own roles and men have got their roles. So the predictability and security, if we don't have that in the connection, we will automatically move into control. So it's looking at ourselves and asking, do we control things in our life? If we do control things in our life, there's a reason for that. We somewhere don't feel safe. That's okay. It's not being like, oh, why can't I just let go? It's more, how can I feel safe? Because if we felt, felt safe, we'd let go. And within the feminine energy for us, will an integrated feminine with light and dark. Light is spoken about a lot, you know, in flow, we see them. And sort of being in our in our open nature and energy, but not many. It's not brought up much about the dark feminine energy, which is is equally as important. The dark feminine is having boundaries and truth. If we're in our life feminine and we haven't got our dark feminine, we're going to get walked all over. If we're in our dark feminine and we haven't got our life feminine, then we're going to be defensive and we're never going to get in and let love in. So thinking of the feminine energy as both a light and a dark, that then attracts. A masculine when we haven't integrated those two things we're never going to get that protector provider um yeah Hayley got a question hello turn you if you want to speak just turn your mic off whenever you're ready okay we're going to the next one does anybody have any questions about what we've just spoke about? It's a lot. No. Okay. So explore here how you understand all of the. Oh, Sorry. hi. I'm just I'm just stopping share for one sec because the the um the last image is missing. Two seconds. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Okay. If anyone wants to ask anything, gang, just stop me at any time. You know, you know what I'm like. Once I get going on this type of stuff, I can't stop. So if you ever just like want to say anything, please do because it makes it better for us all to. <clears throat> if we've got a question, we'll probably all have the same question.
Was it just one image? Is that it? Yeah. Okay. So turn that off then. So how we would break our trauma bonds is first of all, we need to know that we're in a trauma bond. And less of breaking one, let's talk about knowing if we're getting into one. Because we, if we can look at the healthy type of dynamics, then we can see what's healthy and what's not. So we all know, we, we're all here, we're all doing the work. We all understand that we meet the same person in a different body over and over and over until we heal. We all know that we're going to end up with someone who's controlling and manipulative if we're not able to be in our truth and set boundaries and we're people-pleasing because that's what it attracts. So if we are in our type of um, feminine energy where we're sort of opening and we're in that receiving state, we're more likely to attract um, a masculine who is able to provide and protect because that's what he's attracted to. Whereas if we're in the likes of controlling and very taking lead, taking leadership um, and being the fixer in everything, we're going to attract someone that needs to be mothered and cared for. And although in a feminine, we're in our nature and we still shouldn't be anyone's mum. We're meant to be a partnership, meant to be like, you know, two people together. When we think of a trauma bond, it's basically I'm reliving pain that I've lived before. So it's bringing conscious awareness into what we're moving into. And it's not about what we attract. It's about what we entertain. When we embody more life and we do more work, we all attract way more. So it's about opening our boundaries and understanding. Understanding what we're in and what we'll allow and what we won't. We've got to get so much more um, stricter with our yeses and our noes. And knowing that our value and being okay with that because the last thing we want is to go and relive another pattern again so the best way to understand that is to ask when we're in a situation and we think why are we in this situation why are we in this situation we don't know why we're in it but we're in it okay that means that there's a subconscious need being met consciously not being met because it's hell have a few good days but subconsciously there's a need being met so the best thing to do is to find out what need is it that's being met subconsciously and then bringing and giving that need to yourself giving that to yourself so then you have got no void in and we do not then require the need from someone else to be able to fill it if we've already filled it ourselves but we can't fill it if we don't know what it is so that's where we have to bring awareness to saying what am I getting here subconsciously? What need is being met? Why am I here? Okay, lovely. Um, I've gone the police officer and just completely avoided dating altogether to avoid getting caught up with yet another toxic, horrible man. I do this too. Okay, so relationships are magical, wonderful things for us to enjoy. And the quickest way to grow is actually, you know, in a relationship. We've got to have done deep work first. We've got to have looked at our cycles and our patterns before we get into another relationship. Otherwise, we will just repeat the cycle. But we're never fully healed and no one else is fully healed. And we're here to support each other on our growth journey. So avoiding the relationship is actually a distraction from the deeper healing because 
everybody is a relationship that we have is an assignment and we all have our soul contracts and people are there to teach us things and once they do it's sort of they move along and it's like how's that relationship end or what happened there but we learned what we needed to learn and ultimately every new relationship has got another one of those messages for us and most of our wounds will come up when we are in a relationship look at me for instance now I'm celibate I've been celibate for years and I chose to have time out of um, any type of intimacy and any type of dating because I wanted to reclaim my um, sexual energy because sexual energy is powerful and we can use it to do so many things. It's really good sexual energy and creative energy are the same thing as well. And I wanted to harness that within myself. But for me, that was because I wanted to understand all my patterns, everything that was going on, understanding my masculine energy, my feminine energy, hear my mother wounds, my father wounds, because everyone we meet will bring us something that we need to heal. That's what they do. So if we can spend that time digging deep and doing these things, then it's sort of like we don't get another lesson because we've already done the lesson ourselves. Think of a lesson as a module. We either get it off someone else or we do it ourselves. But everyone is here to teach us the bits and in the corner shop you know our ex relationship the new relationship that we all get into everyone's teaching us all the time and relationships are joyful things we we need them for our expansion we need them for our growth okay so yeah thinking of these trauma bonds just think of them as not just romantic think of them as like bosses think of them as like co-workers think of them as any which way that we feel that we could be reliving our trauma through. So I'll stop banging on. Anyone got any questions? No. No questions. And if you've got questions, you know, and you don't want to come on, talk or whatever, then just send a message out. I want to like um, support in, in any way, in any way that I can. If, there's no point doing these workshops if we don't understand them. It's a waste of time for all of us. So if there's anything in any of it that you might journal about or later think, oh, you know what? Well, is that that? Then just, you know, send a message where we're all here. I'll ask one more time if anyone's got any messages, um, any questions or anything they would like to share. Anyone got anything they would like to share or any questions they would like to ask? Ah, two years post-trauma bonds. Congratulations. It does get easier. Yeah, it does. Does it get easier? It does get easier. Uh, an ending of a trauma bond is like, think of a crack cocaine addict getting the fix took off them that when you come out of that trauma bonds it's um it's hard when you love them it is and it's it's the question is it love as well because love love isn't painful trauma is for me i know i never i never loved the person that i was in a 10-year trauma bonds with it wasn't love for me it was trauma all our experiences are different but um for me i know that because love is free love is not earned and yeah there's a 
it's difficult when we come out of it because until we understand what this trauma bond is and we do this work that we're doing now, understanding about it, we can't really get over the relationship because we sort of feel like the relationship is something that we wanted or something that we we had this ideal plan in our head and it was meant to be this way and now it's not that way and we can struggle to let go of the story and this thing that we've romanticised until we start to understand what it actually was. It changes our belief system and our behaviours into not wanting it. It's like anything, you want to stop eating cake? You're not going to stop eating cake, are you, if you think it's, if you think it's gorgeous? But if you start thinking, that cake is making me sick every day, you'll stop eating the cake. So it's how we think about the situation. And it's difficult when we come out of it because we've got this thing romanticised of how it should have been. In actual fact, we've learned what we needed to learn and it's time to move on. But we struggle to have that non-attachment because it's difficult, especially with trauma bonds, because it's, oh, it's so deep, so deep. And a lot of us could have could have had this through, through, through lifetimes. But once we get out of that trauma bond, yeah, it's literally like someone has just open the gate that's been locked for decades and everything's different everything is different it's like different glasses everything changes please do yeah thank you Uh, I've gone from trauma bond to trauma bond not knowing that there was anything wrong with it thinking it was normal um and when things started to go wrong, then I'd start looking for another trauma bond. Mm-hmm. Things start going wrong. What, what, look outside of the relationship then for something else, another trauma yeah. bond. I've also trauma bonded with a lot of friends where mm. I've become friends with them because we've both got this at the same trauma and that's all we've talked about. And as I've got well, as I've got better and I've become my real self, then people don't want to know me now because they only wanted to know all my business and everything that was going wrong. Um, so it does turn up in every aspect of your life and it's about recognizing it and it's about recognizing that you're part of the trauma bond you're the other part of it it's not just yeah taking responsibility yeah it's not that person's fault um me and my ex-husband were both in trauma when we met and um and I know you said that it's not love, but I did love him and I still do love him um, because I love everyone. But um, I can see where his trauma bond... See, once you you can see where it comes from, then you can have the empathy to accept. And I can see where his came from and it was all about fear and his fear of losing me. So he took away my freedom to stop his fear. Mm. I'm not saying it's right. Yeah, and it's natural. Yeah, yeah, but the underlying. But the understanding of it for me now yeah. has freed up my forgiveness for him, even though he still doesn't forgive me, but that's not my problem. Um, and then I've gone into another trauma bond with John. Now, because he was unavailable when I met him, he was older, didn't think... Um, and I was very, very needy and he was willing to look after me and take care of me. And um, I can see that now. But um, John's not really, uh, like when I've done the masculine and feminine, feminine, he's quite a healthy masculine. 
but I'm an unhealthy, I'm unhealthy in my masculine. I'm like, well, I'm not now, but I was. Um, so um, I felt safe with him at first and then he, he, I lost trust in him. And then I started trying to control everything in the relationship because mm. of fear, because like you say, yeah. that safety wasn't there anymore. So I needed to make mm. my own safety. Um, yeah. And um, when I learned about the masculine and feminine and I realised that I had to soften myself and become more, more into my feminine, when I did that, so did John soften. And then mm. we were a bit we were able to talk about the problem and the lack of trust and what happened. And our relationship has wow. become better than it ever was. So even if you are in a trauma bond that you got into a trauma bond relationship, again, doesn't mean that you're after, that it always has to be one. It can grow, it can change, but you have to do the work on yourself because you can't. You, you, just need, you just need two people that want to do the work. That's all we need. Mm. We mm. can all heal. We can all grow together. You know, unfortunately, there's relationships where only one person is growing. And that's why the mm. end, you know, because we all grow each other. But if, if two people are, you know, both doing the work, then there's no reason, all, like, at all. But also society frowns on uh, ending relationships. It makes you think that you have failed if, mm. if you walk away from a relationship or you end a marriage. You know, divorce is seen as, like, something terrible um, still. Uh, it's just part of the process, I think. If any one person is growing, it's it's part of the process. And many people are terrified to do it over children when yeah. you think, like, it's it's more damaging for a child to be around an unhealthy relationship than it is to have parents split up. Definitely. Definitely. And the so thing it's, is, it's, yeah, if, if, you know, children are going to be damaged no matter what, unless no one's oh, perfect. No matter no what. No one's perfect. No, no. one. You know, yeah. even if, you know you can put conditions of worth on them we all put conditions of worth on on, mm-hmm. on each other on ourselves mm-hmm. um, yeah and you, you know even with all the knowledge in the world you're still going to do it at some point so yeah you no know, definitely it's part of life isn't it that's why we're mm-hmm. all here on it on air <laughs> yeah definitely, definitely so yeah just wanted to share that guys just i just wanted to put it into a story a, a real life story that maybe people can understand it a bit better um mm-hmm. by you know putting it what's happened to me the trauma bonds and um hopefully <laughs> I'm sorted now with all that but you do go you do tend to go from one to the other unless you know what you know and also yeah, definitely I'm just gonna say this and then I'm gonna I'm gonna shut up because no, please don't. Feel like I'm in the big brother room again. Thank you so much for sharing. Um, Thank you. Um. Also, what was I going to say? Menopause brain. Um. Something about society. What did you oh, say? Relationship sending was it? Relation? Did you say something about relationship sending? Something more frowns upon for being getting a divorce or? Yeah, there was something else to do with society that that. Um, the last thing that we said I can't remember it'll come back to me my mum would have said that was a lie if you can't remember it must have been a lie yeah, yeah, it wasn't, a lie. Was a, lie. It wasn't was a lie I just forgot it <laughs> <laughs> that's one set of uncons it, one set it of was, of God, yeah definitely is <laughs> yeah. 
And I believe that, you know. I used to, and if I used to forget <laughs> things as a kid, I'd go, Oh, I must have been lying, even though I knew I wasn't lying. Even but though you because knew it, you wasn't. Yeah, because if you're told that by your parents, like that's like mm. that that's a truth, yeah. isn't it? Like they tell you that's yeah. a truth. You believe it. You're conditioned yeah. to believe it. So yeah definitely it, it definitely. wasn't a lie I've just forgot what I was gonna say yeah but, uh, okay everyone whoever believes that it's not true <laughs> yeah, it's not true if you've been told that and if you get a lump <laughs> on your tongue you haven't told a lie either <laughs> signing out <laughs> thank you so much thanks for sharing and you know all of our experiences are different as well and it's we can we can be um in love in this trauma bond or we can actually just be um experiencing uh deep trauma where these needs are getting met and as we all know we're all one and we all love everyone but being in love and loving someone is different so that's what I meant for me after that 10-year trauma bond I realized that I wasn't in love I I've remembered it. Sorry to interrupt on, this before I forget again. Come on, <laughs> tell us. What I was going to say is, we're all brought up on these rom-coms that tell us that yeah. it's normal, <laughs> that, you know, you've got to run after a fella or they've got to run after you. And, you know, it's all hectic and all a big trauma. And, you know, you get yeah. the man in the end and you do anything to get him. And I <laughs> like, that all needs to be banned, I'm afraid. And Disney all needs to stop. Yeah, it's, it's just wrong. Be- on all levels because you know yeah. then we grow up thinking you know playing games because we think that's normal yeah. and accepting yeah. that from people because we think that's normal because mm-hmm. that's what we've been brought up watching so that's yeah. it anyway I've remembered it told you it wasn't Definitely. a lie <laughs> no it wasn't you know it wasn't a lie <laughs> Ray's like, I better remember this right now if this better come to me right now because I'm not lying <laughs> yeah it is it's funny that you say that like um I've found since my 10-year trauma bond ended and I spent my years in celibacy I've recently decided that I'm ready to start dating again and open my heart and it was just an internal decision that I've made it's just like you know what I'm ready and I feel that I'm ready just because I know what my pattern is I know what my boundaries are I know what my needs are I know what what my wants are and these are all the things that we need to know. And many of us don't know them when we go into a relationship. Don't know what our needs are. We don't know where the boundary is. And I know we get new ones along the way. But having them clear before you move into something, you know, is is, is completely different. And even just like when I went on a date, like going on a date, I was like, I could already see straight away and get an understanding of exactly what I'd need to say and what I'd need to do. And it was even the like I'd say the end of it I said like thank you for a lovely day I've had a great time Um, I wouldn't have done that I'd have just thought see you later I just wouldn't have done that. <laughs> years and years ago I was like really like you know grateful for the time and then um the person went oh, I'll pick you up tomorrow um and should we go x y and z and I just said no thank you for the offer though but no I think yeah, we need some time to digest this experience Whereas years ago, I'd have let someone love bomb me. Like, text, 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 text. Do you want to be a joint position? Because I'd need that feeling of needing someone to, like, like me or love me or they like me. You know, where it's because I've gave all that inside of me now and I've walked into something. When I've seen that love bomb, I've been like, oh, no, I don't need that. 
And this is this is how trauma bond bonds start as well with love bombs. So it's I'm a like a terrible love bomber. A really bad one. Honesty, right? Honest to God. <laughs> like I will completely turn myself into what that person wants. It's the slyest thing. And then when they get when they get me, I just go into a bitch. <laughs> I'm gonna be the real Ray now that you love me. <laughs> I didn't know who the real Ray was, so I'd, I'd be all what they, you know, I'd, 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 I knew straight away. I'd, I'd be able to suss out exactly what they want. Then I'd think, right, I'll become that. Without this, is all subconsciously. I didn't even realize I was doing yeah. it. Yeah, and then it's only when I've looked back and I've, I've worked it all, I've unraveled it all, and I'd be, I'd become what they wanted me to be. And then I'd get in the relationship and then I'd be raging because they weren't what I wanted them to be. So I'd try and yeah. manipulate and change yeah. them and, and become controlling and um and get angry and get, you know, and then I'd, I'd perceive myself as a bitch. But really it wasn't. It was just that I was getting into a relationship with someone that I hadn't really get, got to know because I didn't even know myself. Yeah, so, and you've um, got to be friends, haven't you, first? Like yeah. so often it just goes straight into a romantic relationship and... Hang on, do you even know who this person is? And definitely, like, for us, when we, we've been taught that our authentic self isn't enough, so we go into this relationship thinking that we need to be something else because our authentic self isn't accepted. And then we start to feel lonely when we're actually yeah. in a relationship, and that's because this person has started to love these masks. Yeah. We don't feel loved. We don't feel loved. Our authentic self doesn't feel loved because... I don't know who our authentic self is. Yeah. Even know who our authentic self is, so how can we love them? Especially I mean, I've, I've been dead lucky with John because I have, um, I believe I am my authentic self now. I've done yeah. that much strip and bear that, and oh, no. I, I believe I am now. And a lot of it has been the past two years, and I've been with John seven years, so he's seen a massive, massive change in me in the past two years, and. He's accepted that. And the mm -hmm. fact that he loves me now for who I am, and I know that, just makes it. I think that's why the relationships become so good again, because I know yeah. that I am being my true self and he loves me for that. And so, he loves you for that, yeah? You haven't got to be anyone Everyone else. vomits. Everyone vomits. It's not a Disney movie, guys. We've been through shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's so funny, isn't it? It, it is. It's a, uh, oh my God, it is. And when you, you, you sort of see what you're doing, don't you? And when you can bring awareness to it and start showing up. Like, I don't care of your reaction. That's what's so important, isn't it? It's like, I need to say this. This is my truth. And I'm going to say it in a really, really loving way. I'm going to say it in a really loving way. I'm going to bring me guard down and my shield down, my defence down. I'm going to say it in a really loving way. And if you can't accept that, that's not my problem. But I'm here to say what I need to say and I'm able to do it in a loving way. And it's it's speaking truth and it's speaking our truth with love, isn't it? That really, as you were saying, it's opened the door for you to be able to have these conversations as you pour more into your flow of feminine. Thanks so much for sharing. Like, it's good. Just a little gab tonight, gang. I've missed these gabs. I've missed them. Has anyone got any other questions? Or anything they want to say, really? If not, we will. Actually, I'll need to do it on there. Just bear with me one second. 
I'm just going to get our music on to just get yourself cozy and we're just going to do a few minutes for our visualization. Um, okay. Just get yourself comfortable and if you can, drift off after this if you can. Or maybe a good little journal. Good little journal. I'm find our favourite song. There it is. Okay. There we are. Just close your eyes. Get comfortable. Can everyone hear me okay? Yeah, okay, perfect. Can everyone hear the music? No, no music. No. Music now? No? What you mean? Can you hear it now? It was there for a second and then. No. Well, this is quite strange. Very strange, though. That was doing it now. Oh, you're joking. Oh, it's still playing now. Can you hear it now? Right, okay, let's get cosy. Oh my god. Ah, just remember that it's only you here, nobody else is here. This time is just for you. Your audios are all on mute. It's really important that we let some of this energy go out of our body, move and release. So inhale with me and on the exhale,
imagine you now. You're in the mirror. You can see yourself. Who you are, what you want, what you don't want, what you like, what you don't like. What triggers you, what's yours, and what is someone else's. Understanding that not everything we feel is our own. In the knowing that there is nothing wrong with us. All we are here doing is undoing. Imagine yourself in the mirror now. I am everything as I am. Any need that we seek and search for outside of ourselves, whether it be in another, whether it be in an item, whether it be a relationship, the distractions that we reach for, put your hand on your heart and make this promise to yourself now. When I distract myself, I choose, I choose to ask what it is I am distracting myself from. I give myself permission to feel all that I feel. Hmm. When you're ready, just bring your awareness back to the room. Give your nose a little wiggle on your toes. Get back in. Thank you so much for being here tonight, gang. Thank you so much for being here, sharing, listening, being open and vulnerable and actually having the courage, to be honest because it takes a lot to actually acknowledge this type of stuff and this work that we do, it's every, all the work that we do is shadow work. All of the work that we do is shadow work. There's not a shadow work module. Everything we do is shadow work because that's how we get through our stuff, reach our light and get to the places that we deserve to be by undoing all that stuff. So yeah, just want to say thank you so much. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for sharing. And I'm super excited to see you all next week. See you soon, gang. Thank you, everyone. Love you all. Thanks, gang. Love you, love you, love you. Bye, bye, bye. Love you, love you, love you, love you, love you. Mm. <laughs>